This podcast is powered by The Plug. Two um, 
think it's called Harvest or Fall Harvest or something Harvest. Okay. It, it's pretty good though. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. So we we are we are not Canadian kids yeah, today. Yeah. So we will let y'all know uh, what's so exciting about this and what's cool though about having this one on the show is that. Um, even though I think you've had something that I haven't had, but I've had other Crown Royals, so I think we'll get to be able to kind of see the difference between <laughs> this and, and those other Crown Royals, even that uh, vanilla that, of course, Bo has no parts of. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I could mess with the vanilla a little bit. Okay. What I can't mess with is the apple. That's too. That shit too sweet. <laughs> the apple too sweet. That shit too sweet. I can't yeah. fuck with it. Mm. I feel you on that. Mm. All right, so yeah, we're going to get into that, man. And hopefully if you've, if you've never had Crown Royal before, which if you're a whiskey drinker, I'm pretty sure you've probably had at least one of the versions of Crown Royal. So we're going to get into that and then let you know like why possibly um, you should jump to the XR <laughs> as opposed to the other Crown Royals. Because again, two separate people, two separate experiences, and everybody told me like this is like the elite Crown Royal or something. So we're going to, you know, we're going to find that out. But um, before we get into the, the for real liquor thing, it's something that we've been having a conversation about off air, and that's kind of what we go touch on today in today's show. So, uh, Bo shared with us uh, maybe about a week ago um, a post that he had seen on social media, and we just started having this whole conversation in our uh, group text. And I decided, you know, this would be a great topic to talk about on the show. So, go ahead and share with the people like what that post was. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, and, and this person, I respect the hell out of this person. You know. Intelligent person and whatnot. It, it just the post just kind of kind of got me to thinking if we you know if, if we really do this or if it's or if it's BS really. Yeah. And uh, what they posted was, uh, I love us as black people, but sometimes we lose sight of what's right and wrong because of color. Right. And you know, so so it, it just got me thinking like, do I give black people a pass just to give them a pass, <laughs> or is it just like I don't want to cause certain shit out? Because I don't want to do it in front of white folks. Yeah. You know, in front it, of the company. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, 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 I mean company. Right. It's because, like, and, and not because I'm worried about looking bad in front of white folks. It's just like, fuck y'all. This ain't none of y'all business. You know what I mean? So, it's, I guess the way I look at it, you know, from a very high level, is just I'd rather pull somebody aside and, like, hey, bro. Yeah. Come on, yeah, you Not know. so much. Yeah. Right, like, a little bit dial it down because you know it's a it's a tough thing, and it did it sparked a conversation. See that lighter, bro? Which is a conversation that definitely was needed um, because it is true. Like it's definitely some valid points in that whole statement. The fact is, is that I think that a lot of times we we are in positions where it's like everything everything is kind of set against us in the first place. So like you don't want to be the one call out your brother because he already dealing with something else. Right. But that also don't mean don't let him be out here just saying stuff that don't make sense. Like, yeah. So it's kind of both ways. Like, And then <clears throat> excuse me, I think where, where we get into a bind is uh, something I kind of mentioned off camera too. It's just like a lot of times people take that constructive criticism or I even call it checking Like, because sometimes you just have to get checked. And sometimes people look at that as hate. Like that's not always hated sometimes it is constructive like yeah, you really you shouldn't be, on be some bullshit yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly you just shouldn't be doing or that. i be on some bullshit or right whatever. exactly yeah, or whatever yeah. and i think those checks need to happen without automatically saying oh you just hate like the, we can have a difference of opinion without me hating on you like it's that's really all this is a difference of opinion and at some point we're trying to get to some kind of happy medium where we get some understanding Right. Like, that just, I, I don't know. It just, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. I've definitely been in situations where it's some uh, some people that I've given passes. So when I heard that 
when I heard that post, I know it's true because I've done it. Like, you know what? <sighs> Let me pass. Because I'm gonna tell you, a, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a public figure where I think this was a real issue with two of them actually. Uh, one being Stacy Dash that we won't get too far into, but uh, the other was a uh, uh, what's old girl now? Used to work for the Trump administration. Oh, uh, um, yeah, her. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh my God, what's her name? Amarosa. Yes, Amarosa, duh. And we really started getting to the point where I was trying to figure, because I really was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, because some of the stuff she was saying, some of the stuff she was doing, oh, I just, didn't agree with. But then you I was tell like, she's an intelligent person. Right. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. maybe she had a real motive. Like, So before we chop her down, let's see if maybe she was really like on some infiltration shit. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what that turned out to really be about. <laughs> I think it just turned out, her not really being who I felt she needed to be at the point. But still, I think for a, a moment in that, I did give her a pass because I'm like, I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. And I think we do that a lot, though. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I think, I don't, I don't know, like, so when, when I think about it, like giving somebody a pass, like, so shit, so I think it's two different situations, right? So. I look at Amarosa and her involvement with the Trump administration, mm -hmm. and, you know, and most black folks would think, well, I'll set all the ass, you know, blah, blah, exactly. blah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like, okay. And looking at the posts I saw on social media mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, thinking about, I guess I was thinking about more like if cats out here cutting up and stuff like that in public or whatever, you know. Or oh, is it somebody doing some shit at work? Yeah, you. you know what I mean? Okay. See what I'm saying? I got you. So, I, okay, so yeah, we yeah. look at that from two different perspectives. Yeah. I got uh -huh. you. Yeah. But with, so me, with like somebody like Amarosa, yeah. I'm, no, they're not getting the pass from me. <laughs> they're not getting the pass. It's over. Because infiltration in my ass, whatever, like, this motherfucker came. I was thinking it was a possibility. I, no, I, I don't, because like, I don't yeah. see how any, I don't see how any black person self-respecting black person could fuck with him at all when it's clear clear to you him and everybody else that he don't fuck with black people and he don't like y'all motherfuckers right and, and motherfuckers be tripping over and just be tripping over themselves trying to you know just yeah. hey well you know, I don't know I think it's sometimes cats just want to be different you know what I mean they just want to be different so and that happens to be different yeah, like, just like what, yeah. whatever to yeah, be different you know what I mean so like uh, what's, 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 what's old girl? What's old girl? Uh, another highly intelligent black woman, but I just don't agree with her at all and shit. Um, Candace Owens. Oh, yeah. and I'll be, you know, I'll be wanting her to, I'll be wanting to, I, you know, she one of the ones I can't lie. I when I first heard, I'm like, you know, what the hell is she talking about? But I, I, I seriously gave her. Like, I really tried to give my attention to her because, like, I wanted to understand where she was coming from. I never was able to get to that point. So she had she had me at, hey, Democrats is fucked up, black folks, y'all need to stop. Like, this arbitrarily just, like, fucking with these niggas. Like, and I was like, okay. I agree. And then I she was like, yeah, and then she was like, well, you know, in the conservative party, in the Republican, and I was like, no, I can't fuck with you. you know? yeah. get, get, I can't go that far. You know what I mean? At this point, I'm just I just gotta say that like both parties is fucked up. Yeah, they is. Definitely. So if you feed me the the whole point of like don't just be giving your vote away to Democrats because that's what you used to, I, I, I vibe with your uh -huh. name. Mm -hmm. But if you about to back it up with this is why you should go conservative, yeah. we lost. Mm -hmm. We lost. Cause I 
Because they don't fuck with us either, right? Politicians don't fuck with people in real life. Like, the government is supposed to be for the people. I know we get into this conversation all the time. It's supposed to be for the people, but at the end of the day, man, politics, because of capitalism, is about money. It's about big business. It's about, it's about capitalism. That's just exactly what it is. So at some point, people get lost in that shuffle. So when, when we start talking about people really being involved in the process, then they start calling that being a socialist and shit like that. It's just like... I don't care. Like, I am a socialist. I mean, right. Yeah, so <laughs> at I, the end I, of the day, I, right. I, I don't, you call me, you all get whatever. <laughs> right, no but matter, they, put, yeah. they put such a bad, like, twist on it. Like, yeah. it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that any... This is almost like, and I hate to put these two together because this is always a problem, but it's kind of just like a religion, right? It's like... It's like why why do I have to have a, a denomination, you know what I'm saying, to be to yeah, believe in yeah, some yeah. kind of spirituality or God or whatever. Like this is the same thing. How come I why because I gotta that I believe in something right for the people that I have to choose a party? Like why? They go like why is that even a thing? It it's just always be. a way to divide and conquer, bro. That's the way I look at that shit. Yeah, it's it's, it's like the matrix. Yeah. You know? System of control, right? You know what I mean? Definitely a system of control. And then, like, and just to kind of go back to what we was just talking about, which was kind of funny, because I was, I was actually going to jump in there at that point. We was talking about how, uh, like, people just kind of assimilating to the, the Trump supporters, like, basically maybe trying to be different. But maybe they are still living with this same thing. And this is kind of segue into that. The, the piece we was watching, <coughs> excuse me, with uh, David Bannon. It's just like a lot of times we still at this point, like I probably incoherently still line our, align ourselves up with our counterparts because we feel like being aligned with them is going to get us somewhere further. <laughs> and like if you ain't seen this clip, we like real quick since we edited it anyway, um, while we're talking about this, I'll actually segue into that clip. We will show the clip during the video of, of uh, what David Banner was saying. But I think a lot of that is still true. Like, we feel like we have to assimilate to our counterparts. When I say our counterparts at this point, I am talking about uh, white America. It's like we feel like we have to fit in with them in order to get by. And that's something that I think has been instilled in us so much is it's unspoken. It yeah. just happens. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, you know, first of all, if y'all haven't watched that clip with David Banner, he's talking, I, I, forget, the, I forget the white guy's name, the older white guy. Yeah. And... Uh, if you got IG and you know, follow, uh, I think it's called Voice of the Voice of the Ancestors. Yep. And um, it's they posted it two days ago, I think. And what was it? Uh, it was David Banner programmed or something like that. Programmed or programmed by David Banner or something like that. Yeah. But um, I just really appreciated the way where before he even got to the whole racial thing, yeah. he broke it down into like a like fundamental just like. You know, uh, 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 truth, like true or false, right? You know, like there's no middle ground, you right. know. And, and, and basically what he did, he just said like, hey, if a computer is, you know, not acting the way it's supposed to act, if it has a virus, if it's, you know, shutting off or we're doing whatever it's doing, like, are you, you know, yeah, are you better at the computer or are you better at like the program, you know, exactly. like the software or whatnot, exactly. right? You know, what, what, what is it? Exactly. It's not necessarily the computer. You know, it's the programming that was put into it. Exactly. You know, and so I talk about yeah. how, we, how we've been programmed. Right, right. Perfect. Yeah, and dude, and dude was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I get that. Ugh. And he was like, okay, cool. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Now that you understand yeah. that principle, <laughs> then you look at the principle how we've been programmed, and that's mm-hmm. that's certainly the truth. And what's crazy about it, though, like for real, is is it's just so it's so unspoken, though. 
like even even in the business community, like we still we still are able to like feel more comfortable doing business with with white with our white counterparts than we are with ourselves. And I know they call it like some kind of form of self hate, I guess. Suppose, and I guess if you look at it from I guess that kind of perspective, I guess that's what it is. But then at the end of the day, I feel like it's not even. I mean, it could be self hate, but I think a lot of it is just not knowing. It's just like being fed so much shit that you think is, is is truth when it's not. Like you really start feeling like, man, I can't deal with this black person because like my cousin had this experience with a black business owner. But like you know how many you know how many bad business uh opportunities or, or situations I had with white people? Mm-hmm. Like it, I'm pretty sure it outnumbers the, the bad ones I had with black people. Right. But our our bad instances with black people seem to stand out more for us. Like why? Like look I I've had way worse experiences with, with our white counterparts as far as when it comes to business, but like pe- I, people still tend to, to seem like or to feel like there's like really some type of difference. If we if we can't get past that point, how are we ever supposed to be like empowering as a culture? Though? If we can't get past that point, and how do we get past that point? Like, is that even? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess I would ask a question like, why are we concerned about getting past that point? Like, it, it's got to be. It, at a certain point, you just got to stop trying to fit in other circles and trying to, 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 to get a seat at the table and break the door down. And at some, some point, you just got to build your own damn building, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I, I, I just don't believe, like I subscribed to that before, right? Like, you got to get a seat at the table. We got to do this. And, and as I've gotten older and seen things in corporate America and experienced things <laughs> like, in corporate fuck America. Table. <laughs> exactly, fuck that table, right? Like, for real. You know, let, let you know, help educate these young cats about like who who they really are instead right. of this bullshit they they're fed in schools and yeah. after school programs and you know, these team sports and like team sports can be a good thing, don't get me wrong. But that's a lot of bullshit that was fed to us, you know, in the teams like and, and I'm not talking so much like pal or high school or nothing like that. Like when you get to college, you know, it's like the team, like yeah, I get it. Yeah, the team up to a certain point. You know, I'm not gonna you know Sacrifice myself, you know, all this good, you know what I mean? And that might sound fucked up or not, but like, they, they, they get you to believe into this, this mantra, this mantra of like, you know, if you go against what the team believes, you're just, you're an evil person, you're wrong. Right. Yeah. That's why, you know, so there, there's a, uh, uh, a method, I think it's called the, t- the 10th man method or something like that. Okay. And then, you know, in some countries and organizations that use this, basically, if nine people, Agree, like we're gonna do, we're gonna do this, right? Mm-hmm. It's the tenth person's like responsibility to disagree. Okay. You know, not just to be, just not just to disagree, yeah. but to like spark conversation on why they disagree and exactly. well, what are we really doing here? What are we really trying to accomplish? Make sure you make it a constant, yeah. and not just a bunch yeah, of yes. Exactly. You know, it don't always have to be a consensus to make progress, exactly. and that's why I like I want people to, to see, man, like. People always think you got to get everybody on board. You get 100% like, no, it don't have to be that Honestly, to make I progress. I think it's the exact opposite. I yeah. think that when it's too much harmony, that's when you don't get progress. It could be. Yeah, because like if, if you don't have anybody like defiant or like somebody going against the grain, what will ever make you move out of position? You know what I'm saying? So like I think it's got to be some opposition in order. It's got to get uncomfortable at some point in order for you to make a move. I think that, that happens in anything. That happens just like in life. And um, just like real quick, um, just thinking about like people who have at this point gotten into or they were in careers that like at this point no longer exist like mm-hmm. people getting laid off indefinitely yeah. like sometimes you have to look at situations like that as a blessing to push you in the right direction sometimes that that kind of 
like that kind of like hiccup in the road is what forces you to make changes, forces you to make moves. So like you can't really have harmony and expect to move forward. Like I feel like it's got to be some opposition. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I, I think a lot of people feel like when it's opposition, like it's just it's a it's a detour. For me, it's like a motivation to get to where you're going. That's just like anything. If you travel in a, in a caravan of people, um, and I use the word caravan like I use that all the time. But if you're going with a lot of people. And, uh, and like somebody don't want to go, then you got to start thinking about like the reasons why we shouldn't go. And you might actually, because of that reasoning, you might take a different, you might take a different approach, and we all get there safely, as opposed to like Daniel dying, yeah, falling asleep and shit and, at and, the wheel. And, and you know what? And, and to be fair, it, it damn well could be the opposite too, right? Yeah. Like those nine people could be very well could be right. right. This, this tenth person, you know, and they brought maybe brought up a good point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really the, the, you know the way we should go, and that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, there's got to be some type of like, hold on, wait a minute. Right. Let's think about this, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It got to be. So. Just a little bit. And see, like, just to square that back to what we're saying about, like, giving black people the past, I think a lot of times, again, because we don't want to get into a, a stigma where we, like, fight against each other, mm-hmm. that we'd be letting stuff slide right. because of that. And, like, both of those are, it's, it's a tricky medium right there. Because just like, for instance, uh, <laughs> like not to put not to put us on blast, but in the city of Detroit, I, I think when this airs, it'll be a couple of weeks later. But uh, like the the stay at home order is still in place. But uh, one of these days during the weekend, during the past weekend, it got into the seventies, and like people were, like out everywhere, yeah. and like we at this point, at this point, we know that's wrong. We know it's not a good idea. But like, are we are we actually holding like these people accountable, or are we not holding them accountable because they black? Like, cause when when white people was out clowning like before the shelter in place was over, we was talking all kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Now I seen I seen black people all at Bell Isle. If you're from the Detroit area, you know what I'm talking about. I seen I seen people like on live videos and stuff. And like in real life, I like I wanted to be mad, but for whatever reason, I wasn't. And I probably should be though, because I should have the same disdain for them as I have for our white counterparts, but I didn't. And I think that's one of the points where I'm giving black people a pass for doing shit that I, I deem ridiculous for other people. Like, so like, what do you do in that point though? Cause now I think if I don't say something, then I guess I'm being hypocritical though, right? Cause if I'm talking about white people doing it, then I should very well be talking about black people doing it. Or should I even care though? You know, and that's where you get into the situation too. Like people like, well, you support black people, they do this and you don't support white people when they do that or whatever. It's like at, at some point, I have to admit, and I'm probably wrong for this. I have I have taken an L for black people just because they black. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think we get put into a position to be like that because we've been forced into a we've been forced with our back against the wall for so long. It's just like I feel like we got to be together. But it, it, not only that, but at what risk uh, though? At, at a lot of risk. Yeah. You know, a risk of whatever. You know, but not only that, it, it's. It's a hell of a feeling to like feel to be by yourself, right? Man. So right. and when you can't you can't even turn to your own folks, you know, and, and look for support, or some encouragement, or some guidance. Yeah. That's who do you go to? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So like, because you know, white folks really ain't gonna fuck with you. Not for um. And then, like I said, black folks, if they turn like, okay. OJ, perfect example. <laughs> All right. We gave OJ the pass. That nigga did that shit, right? So, <laughs> but, <laughs> he did that shit. but, 
I will say this. Like, uh, but he was. I think he did it. Right. That's my opinion. But like, he was fine. He was acquitted in the court of law. Mm-hmm. You know, just like they talk about. You know, this. Uh, what's her name? The, the the female cop that killed old boy Amber Geiger. Oh, you know. Oh well, she was found guilty. You know, she. Right. she you know, blah 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 blah. You know, she only got ten years. But like, it's the same shit, right? So. If you want to, like, if you, if they want to use those type of arguments or whatnot, like, okay, but like, he was, he was acquitted, right? You know, he was found not guilty. You know what I mean? Why so, do you think he did or not? Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> the law system that yeah. you designed. You know, he ended up going to jail later on for some other shit, right? But yeah, you know, like, him like if OJ was coming here right now, I'd be like, just like Dave Chappelle, I'd be like, damn, Mr. Juice, right? Damn, okay, <laughs> right. this nigga ran for eleven thousand yards, ain't that? <laughs> And like, then when he yeah. leaves, though, that nigga did that shit, yeah. <laughs> but for real, because like, right. if he can't, like, I'll fuck with him right now. And, so, yeah. you know, and, and, and just like Dave Chappelle said, some of my folks would be like, oh, how could you? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, clutching their pearls or something. Hey, so look, yeah. now that we talking about something like that, though, like, what about R. Kelly, though? That, that's, that's one. That's different. See, my thing my I'm, thing I'm is, done with R. Kelly. I, I don't fuck with R. Kelly, though. My thing is that I'm just, I'm separating the music from the person. Though. You can't, though. Well, can't. I mean, I separated. I, I separated eleven thousand. That's mean, my opinion, obviously. Right, I separated rush yards from motherfucking murdering his, his wife and her uh, her mister, her mister, whatever you call it. You know, so, so crime, crimes of passion and stuff like that. Like when you look at it, again, he was acquitted, right? Right. Okay, got right. got that right. Um, and it doesn't make it right, but. His, his, his ex and, and oh boy, they, they, they are they were adults, right? Yeah. R. Kelly fucking around with these these, these, these little these little children, man. Yeah, um, it's different. And and, yeah. and so like, I don't know all the details. I, I didn't even watch that documentary because like I, I refuse. No, I don't. I don't yeah. watch that type of shit, man. But like, <laughs> um, I, I I can't I can't ignore the, the fact that like all these. At the time, all these little girls, because call it what it is, that's what they were. True. These little girls came out, you know, and, and they're just like, yeah, you know, I'll you fuck with me, blah, 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 you know? Right. And so, no, I, I can't support, the, like, I like the nigga music too, you right. know what I mean? Like, I hear it, like, and then it's like, damn, it's like, I can't listen to this. It's part yeah. of our growing up. <laughs> the music was, it's like, a, it's, it's, one of his songs is a staple to every black cookout across America and shit. You, you, know, right. you, you know, you're stepping the name of love or whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, that type of so, like. And I can believe I can fly, shit. Yeah, and I believe I can fly. Uh, so. Yeah, right, you know, but you know. Anyway, like, and, and, and <laughs> I hate the R. Kelly question, not because, like, yeah, it's a question that, that probably needs to be asked in the black community. Yeah. But I don't like it because people, when, when you give so much attention to it, people treat it like it's a norm yeah. and not like an outlier. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah so like, yeah. Well, black people, I think us as black people, though, we make a lot of things normal that shouldn't be. And I think we talked about this on the uh, the last show. Uh, we were just talking about uh, like Super mental capacities and mm-hmm. stuff. Like I think a lot of stuff that I think we make normal that uh, that shouldn't be, and it's because it's been so largely entrenched. And it's just kind of like what I was saying about uh, you know aligning yourself with, with white people. It's just like I think it's just something innate. Like like I think we mentioned off camera um, back in the day, and they mentioned it in the uh, that, that that piece with David Banner. It's just that back in the day, it was it wasn't a norm, but it's like what they had to do right. in order to get by. And then I think in our heads, for whatever reason, it's still there. Like it's what we have to do, but it's really not. So I guess getting getting us to change that mindset is what's what's necessary. And how to do that, I think, is the issue that we've been running into because we haven't figured that out yet. Like some stuff is just hard to get get rid of when it's so deeply entrenched. 
That's why when, when, when white people say, like when we talk about like racism or like institutional uh, racism, stuff like that, and they don't really understand where I'm coming from, then that's when, that's when I understand that like, there are some things that, that are just innate in us that aren't innate in other people. And we live in our life like it's normal, and it's not, though. Like nobody, like we honestly can come out the womb and be like considered inferior. And I think I added to this, and this is uh, this kind of off the subject, but I added to this when I say this one thing, and somebody checked me about this like maybe a year or two ago. When, um, you know, I, I think we've all heard it about how your parents tell you like, you know, because you're black, you have to work twice as hard. So I've always, I always thought that in my life and I've always said it. But then, and I can't remember who checked me on this, but like they checked me on it and they said the reason why they don't think it's a good idea to do that is because you automatically setting that trigger in that person's, in that kid's mind that they are coming from behind. Like, so they were saying like, if they never know that they're behind, then they won't ever act like they're behind. I think that's a dangerous game. It's, it's close, right? It's yeah. really close. Like, I, I don't know, because like, you want to make them aware, mm -hmm. because in certain situations, it's just going to be what it is. Like, you are going to be behind. But then I also see what they're saying in the fact that if you put it in their head, then they go automatically think that they're inferior. So it's kind of, it's a toss-up. But it's, like, It's got to be balance. Like, everything, yeah. it's got to be some balance to it, right? Yeah. You, you, you need to be aware of certain social constructs and, and how to move within those social, social constructs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, at, at the same time, yeah, there, there's got to be a certain level of personal responsibility and, and things like that. Um, and, and, and like, I, I guess you know you, you got to instill. You know, again, I'm not a parent, but I would assume you know you would have to instill some some type of hope. You know, some type of goal setting. Right. You know, you know, into that. That's that, that word, hope. Yeah. Right? You know? <laughs> Hope is not a strategy. You exactly. have some tangibles, right? Right. So, I, so I, I guess goal setting would be, you know, a better term. Exactly. Right? Uh, but yeah, I, I just think that's a dangerous game. It's, it's very slippery slope. And I think is that I think I'm not a parent, but I really think it's got to be about that balance, right? And I think we both came into contact of people that have been brought up both ways, right? It definitely. You know, definitely. like you get to college, and again, black people are diverse. So we say they say that every week. You know, you know, I got to college and, you know, I, I met black dudes, you know, black women that came from, like, areas like I grew up in, right? Right. Um, those two interactions I had with those two particular people and look at their backgrounds and how they were brought up, where they were brought up. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with being raised in... You know, wherever, wherever, you know, wherever you're from, you're from. You really don't have a lot of control over that when, when you were young, right? Right, right, because you couldn't change it. Yeah, you know, it's what, it's what it is. Right. But in those interactions with those folks, I could tell, I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but I could definitely tell differences <laughs> on how we were raised and how we were brought up and certain things that we believe in and didn't believe in, right? Certainly And in these two situations, they were more... I guess wanting to be mainstream, wanting to fit into everything and everybody gets along and we don't really have those many struggles and stuff like, you know, that type of shit, right? Right. And which, if that's your opinion, that's your opinion. But and that just lets me know either one of two things. Either we, you know, we, we, can, we can discuss it, we can talk about it a little bit, 
and I can see, I can you know get a better understanding idea of where you're coming from, right. and you can get better understanding where I'm coming from. Maybe we can meet in the middle, or you know I can move a little bit, they can move a little bit, whatever it is, or not, or not, or we right? Just see the perspective. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I guess my issue with that with black folks who who, who believe in you know like. Oh no, there's nothing wrong with society. It's 2020. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like you're really being naive, yeah. you know, and to, to just totally disregard hundreds of years of yeah. We talk about conditioning and stuff like that, but you know, wealth building, you know, equity and 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 school. Like you can just go back and like open any history book right now to any random page, <laughs> any, random. any random page, and there's gonna be something that's there that. Something that's benefiting off, you know, like our, our people back then or whatnot, or some type of, you know, colonialism or what. And like, you know, take take it to the military. Why, why the fuck are we in Iraq? You know, and in Afghanistan. Like, why? Well, what? Because that's just what well, back we do. In the day, why we in Vietnam? In Vietnam, you know, <laughs> right. we're in Grenada. We get all these different countries and stuff. You know, why are we why are we fucking with? Them? Um, but pushing that propaganda, pushing that, you know, it's. Yeah, I think that like those perspectives and just obviously we went to school together so <laughs> I know the individual experiences that we're talking about and I think I think it's a it's almost a it's a good and bad thing and I think I mentioned this on another episode because I was talking about kind of being well versed in uh, a lifestyle that doesn't include like urban America and then one that includes like you know the the the, the natural population at large but I think it's, it's got to be a healthy medium because at some point, if you if you believe too much of the, if you believe too much of like their experience, then you won't. I don't feel like you will really be able to handle what's really happening in the real world, because like it's not. It, it ain't. It ain't no pleasant deal. Because That's they're, a movie, they're yeah, their experience is the norm. <laughs> they they, they are definitely normal. the outliers. You yeah, know exactly. Exactly, and that's the that's the weird thing. Just speaking of uh, Pleasantville, I, have you ever seen Pleasantville? Yeah, I've seen it. No, so like to me, I think that's like the perfect. <laughs> it's like the, the 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 perfect depiction of what America wants you to think America is, as opposed to what it really mm -hmm. is. You know what I'm saying? Then, like when people are really faced with diversity or faced with the something that's out of the norm or a change, like they really don't know how to react to it. Like that movie, like it's funny. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's a decent movie, but at the end of the day, though, like it's it is really a depiction of like what America is. I think, and it, it's a it's a good movie if you never watched it, but it kind of really puts into perspective like what what we're actually dealing with. And as black folks, I think that we so a lot of times we so far out of the like out of what we see as the focal point of America that we try to do anything we can to get inside that focal point. And I think what you said is just getting back to a point that you mentioned before. At some point, we gotta stop trying to get in there and just make our own focal point. And but I guess the the, the scary thing is 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 how though because I, I know that we always say this everybody not gonna be on you can only get your small percentage. But then you start feeling defeated because that small percentage don't always seem like it's gonna be enough to push the agenda. So like you stuck oh. sort of. Not stuck. That's a bad word. Bro. No, no, I'm not saying it's a bad word. Like I totally, you know, empathize and understand, you know, that, that feeling, right? Because like a lot of black people can feel like that. You know, you can have the best idea in the world, the the, the greatest marketing strategy, whatever. 
Mm. And then, like, you really not get fucked with because it's just like you may not have the means, right? Or just you like you don't have the education, not, not necessarily like you know, like a formal education, but you're not educated about how the whole system works as far as you know, talk to this person, this person, get this permit, do that. Like, exactly. you know, you're trying to figure all that stuff out, and that can be very overwhelming. For, yeah. for like the first generation of folks that's trying to make this happen for their people, right? Exactly. And that's what you got to remember. Like, this really is the first generation yeah. that's trying to go in this direction. Like, so not to take anything away from like the civil rights movement or like the the generation before them, even. But it's like we we are in a different dynamic. Like, it's anytime that you come in the midst of a, a industrial revolution, which is obviously what we get into right now. If you're not aware of that, then you just need to. You need to really educate yourself on that because this is one of those things just like how things went to the combustible engines and shit at some point and that type of industry right right now everything is going to automation and this pandemic has made it even worse like it's making it faster like so now we really moving towards automation because like nobody want to touch or talk to people so like now like we're really going to automation so people who are trying to do just for just to equate it to jobs People who are trying to get like a lot of manual labor jobs, manual labor jobs are being overtaken by by AI. So like you're not gonna have those jobs. And I think this is how politicians keep everybody in line though by selling you the dream. And I always go back to this, and you know, Trump supporters, uh, y'all on y'all on with this one. But I just have to be honest. That's how he he trapped a lot of middle America um, working class, black and white. Um, into thinking that voting for him was gonna bring back like coal mining jobs and shit like like the industry is not using that kind of fuel like it's not using fossil fuel for real like not like it used to so you sold these people that dream thinking that their industry about to come back to their little town of 3,000 you know what I'm saying like you know it's not coming back and that's how politicians keep a hold on you with that and fear like keep people in line and I think that somehow even though we know those things, when I say we, I'm talking about the black community, we know those things because we, we've been hoodwinked by <laughs> politicians our whole life, so we know it, but then for whatever reason, we still try to fit into that scope. Like, I don't so, think we, so for, I think it's up to us to change the thinking, but like, how do we, I, I'm gonna ask you how, how do you change that thinking, but before I ask you that, I'm gonna say that I think that moving forward, um, what's going to be different between us and our parents is that I think that we are going to be more actively suggesting entrepreneurship. Like, the parents before us, put your head down and work. You know what I'm saying? Get you a family and shit, work this job for 40 years of your life. And then, you know what I'm saying? Then yeah. That's it. So, I mean, yeah, that was in the days of pensions and stuff like that. Exactly. And that stuff. You got that. Yeah. Uh, unless you have some type of government job or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so, two things, right? So, number one, I'm going to disagree with you on, on, on the Trump supporters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, 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 said, you said most of them, you know, like, Trump tried to sell this dream to them, and, you know, they bought into it. Yeah. I, I, think, I think some of them did, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, think, I, think, I think the majority of Trump supporters, he emboldened them, right? He made them confident to be okay with their hate and their anger against minorities, especially black folks. I did, good. And... and I think that's the majority of them, because like, I, to me, I, I don't understand how you can, you say you believe in diversity, you believe in this, you believe in that, and then you support a man that clearly doesn't believe in any of that shit, right? <laughs> so whoever right. you support, like, th th that's what you believe in. That's Whatever you support, idea. what you put your money behind, that's what you believe in. I don't care what you say. Yeah. And and we see, like, 
just like these groups, these little protest groups popping up in Lansing and doing the same shit. You know, I don't want to get too much into this, but Black Panthers yeah, do the same shit the Black Panthers did, right? And the narrative is completely different. That's, and, and that's we why, are going to talk about that next. That's why California has such stringent gun laws to this day because of that one incident. Exactly. You know, and, and NRA went to went, went to bat against you know the Black Panthers, right? And that's why I don't fuck with the NRA, but that's another story too. Yeah. Um, Something that, like I said, we gonna get into. Yeah. yeah. Number two, how do you change that thinking? Again, I I don't I don't care if, if white folks change their thinking or not. I really don't. I'm at that point now. I, I don't I don't I don't care. Um, <laughs> right. Black folks. That, that's that's what I'm constant. That's what I can control. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know you hear that shit all the time. Worry about what you can control. Sure. You know. So like I can pass some knowledge on to a young cat, old cat, whatever. As well as I can sit down and have some you know and, and receive some knowledge from someone else. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about earlier. Too many people get into discussions just to prove that they're right or to prove somebody else wrong. Right. You, like they're not getting into discussions to, to learn something or, or, or to experience different opinions or whatnot. Right, right. nobody but, learning nothing. Right, and I'm not telling people how they should communicate with each other, right? I'm just saying to, to well, me, at the it end seems. Of the day, yes, you should be telling yeah, but that's how they should be. And, and that's all about, yeah, it's like to, at the end of the day, to me, it seems like ultimately self defeating, mm-hmm. right? Because you just had this discussion, you had this, whatever you want to call it, and ultimately it went nowhere. Because you weren't willing to hear what the other person was was willing to say, and you know, and, and, and they may not have been willing to, to hear what you were trying to say. So, right. like, why even waste that energy? Like, exactly. uh, and and that's why I don't. It doesn't really matter to me what white folks think or say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm still gonna call it out. Like when they like police be beating the hell out of you know, yeah. and, you know, and. and you see, you know, they should have respected authority and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, go tell that to the folks on the steps. You know, yeah. Not even on the steps. Inside the Capitol inside building the Capitol with the AR-15s yeah. and whatnot, right? Right. Come on now. It's, All right, let's drink some of this. I was, about, whiskey, I was about to say, though. Let's drink some of this whiskey. All right, go ahead and bless that bottle, yeah. man. Already unraveled it. So uh, shout out to the Crown Royal XR. All right, so I've heard plenty of good things about it, so we're about to see how good it really is. month if you push this you know we can give you this and we can do right. that for you it could be all yeah it could be all yeah i don't know maybe it's not but i'm just suspicious by nature anyway mm-hmm. right yeah, canadian whiskey always has a different kind of smell to it. it's kind of faint almost it's not as strong or as bold as tennessee it's just smooth it's pretty smooth there's no real it's not it's not really a sweetness it's more of a I think it's more like a tartness, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a lot of vanilla, caramel notes. I mean, a little, little, little oaky taste there with the finish. It's a, so this is what's weird. It's very smooth, I'll say it's that. Smooth as hell. Out of all the Crown Royals, I would say this is probably, the, on the smooth tip, it's mm-hmm. the best. I'd be honest with you, like a lot of people don't like Crown Royal Black, but it's a little, it's a little bolder 
But I actually like the taste of that actually better, like out of all of them. So I like the taste of black better. I think the smoothness in this XR is exquisite though. Yeah, it's definitely smooth. Because um, it like it really evaporates. So like, I guess if I compared it to the Maker's 46, I would mm -hmm. pick this over Maker's 46. <laughs> yeah, I, I can hold you. The Maker's 46 was decent. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's okay, yeah. Left a little bit to be desired. Like, yeah. I honestly would definitely take the regular Maker's Mark over the 46. And if I had to compare this to Bro Brothers, I'd probably pick Bro Brothers. Oh, Bro Brothers winning you know, off-rip. Like, so, that's and, still my number. My, my, my early prediction mm -hmm. is going to be Bro Brothers versus Alphaneers in the finals. Oh, yeah, got to be. Yeah. I, I don't know. We, we got a couple bottles coming up here real soon, some local bottles. We're we, we going to see. We're going to yeah. see. Yeah, got some local Joe bottles Lewis coming coming. up. Yeah, you got Joe Lewis coming. We might have some Two James or something. So the uh, the Uncle Nears, though, I think we'll do, uh, I guess, the, the Green Label one, which is a different year, I think. I think we'll try that one this time because I think we had the Black Label last. I think it's a couple of different ones. I want to try the Green Label because I think, yeah, I, I haven't had that one yet. So I want to try that one. We'll put that up against uh, Bro Brothers. But I do I do like this. Now, as far as Canadian whiskeys go, um, it's definitely smooth, though. Like, it, it is smooth. But it's almost like, and this is probably weird, I think, but I think the taste is just faint enough that I think that the cigar drowns it out, actually, which is weird. Like, I, I think it's like the, the taste is light enough that, like, you won't even taste it no more once you hit this cigar. Like, I haven't even hit mine since I drank it. But like from now, I can kind of tell. Like it's it's really a faint taste, yeah. which is scary because that means you get extra drunk by accident because you don't even taste. <laughs> I, I guess I'm not gonna say like uh, what it should or shouldn't taste like, you know, because again, people are so different. You know, I may like it, you may hate it, whatever it may be. Um, I think if you're gonna pair it with a cigar. Almost like maybe like a, a, a Connecticut tobacco or something like uh like I don't know how many of you are real familiar with cigars, but like if like a, a, a New World Connecticut or something like that, or like um, I don't want to say Cuba Cuba because that's the play. I don't mess with those flavored cigars, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, like like a New World or uh, it can be a it can be an over, it can be an overpowering. No, like it couldn't be a Padron or yeah. something like that, you right. know. Um, it couldn't be like you know any, any of the LFDs, I think. But um, yeah, like a, like a New World or Enclave or something like that. Maybe a Nub. Yeah, it'll go well with it. Now, what I will say about uh, like well, Crown Royal is the only Canadian whiskey that I've uh, actually experienced. I believe other than oh, I did say Windsor Canadian. I think that was one back in the day, <laughs> like some dollar dollar seventy five pint. But um, I think that as far as these go. We've experienced at this point what eight, nine, ten, so ten different uh, liquors during this uh, during this point. We did season one and two, and I will say that uh, out of all the whiskeys and, and bourbons, I do think that like the stuff from Kentucky and Tennessee is better than the Canadian stuff. Like, Almost yeah, 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 so. yeah, for sure. Um, just off rip, but if I have to choose one, and if you are a, a Crown Royal drinker, I think this is definitely something that you should experience just to like honestly have the experience. But as far as taste-wise go, I don't think that you're not doing a disservice by getting the regular or uh, the Crown Royal Black. I think either one of those two, um, even though it's obviously a lot less expensive than the XR, I think you still, I think you're still doing good. This is one of those aspects where I feel like I think we mentioned this before: paying more for a drink don't always make it no. be better. And I think mm -hmm. this is one of those situations. Like it's good, don't get me wrong. Um, 
I think that you probably pair for the experience of it being extra rare. Um, as far as like choosing them, I probably would try the XL, which is probably about about eighty dollars less expensive. Yeah, XL gonna run you about anywhere from six to sixty <laughs> right. bucks or something like that. Exactly. Um, anybody new to the whole bourbon whiskey game, like you got to get hip to like the different names and stuff too. Like so, extra rare and stuff like that, right? It doesn't always mean better or good. Right. You know, it it it, it could mean you know, like. This particular vintage, this recipe, you get distilled, you know, once every four years or five years or whatever their cycle is. I don't know. You know, that's what it can mean. And, you know, maybe it's distilled more, you know, some different ingredients and things like that. But it doesn't always equate to taste. Like, you know, like a better taste, I guess you could say. You know, they say it's supposed to. Yeah, it's supposed to, but, like, again, it's just folks or something. Like, I've had some... $26 larceny. Exactly. You know, and then, you know, some $250, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. But there's, you know, what am I thinking of? Blue Label, Johnny Walker. You know, and I'd take the $26 bottle of larceny any day over Blue Label Johnny Walker. Some people are, what? You know what I mean? But, like, that's just, you know, sometimes it's different. It's not always equated to price, though, for real. And that's just, that's the kind of thing, and kind of the match those two together. A lot of times it's just that preconception of what we equate like something that's good or even in this case what we equate success to. Like we always have something in our mind wherever it comes from that like one thing is better than the other without ever experiencing it. And I think that's where I think that's what black people do all the time. Like we I think we equate a lot of things with success or like things that are supposed to be high quality just because of other people's experience and even though we've never experienced it. <laughs> so like, how do you live your life trying to reach a success that's somebody else's success? It's not even, like it might not even be yours. And you I, chasing the dream that's not yours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's what you can get, kind of get wrapped up into that whole, <laughs> like, a whole the conundrum, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and this this is not, I'm sorry, you know, I, this is not all black females. You know? <laughs> I'm gonna pick on a couple of y'all, right? Uh-oh. So you know, a couple, hey, a, couple, a couple black females I know, you know, they they, they be up on like the material things, you know what I mean? Not all of y'all, but like, and, and, and that's cool. Like that's what you like. That's what you like. Whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Definitely not gonna knock that. And, and then, but I think it's always funny though when you know we talk. Oh, you know this. I got this and I got that and I'm wearing this and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then like a black dude, I think he fresh and cool, got his little J's on and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe got some buffs or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like like Big Gretch. Big Gretch. <laughs> big Gretch. Big Gretch. Yeah, not the Big Gretch. <laughs> right. But um, and then it would be like, oh, nigga, I don't care about this. I don't care about that. But then what you do? And then the next sentence like. You don't need to get my hair done. You don't even do it. Like, yeah. so wait a minute. You do care about this stuff, or you don't? Like, right. you, you know, I don't know. It's it just, it's just. I, I think my, my point is this. Like, I think sometimes, and and, and to be fair, it's to two people that I'm thinking of are are a little younger, so they, they need to do some maturing, right? So that, there's that. But um, my my point is, our culture can be so fickle about things like that at times, right? And I don't think that's necessarily good or bad. 
I, I just think it's one of those things, again, where you're really trying to, you talk about success, mm-hmm. and black folks are really trying to determine what that is. Yeah. You know, is it things? Is it money? Is it, is it the ability to just do whatever the hell I want? Right. Is it, you know, whatever that is, right? Yeah. Um, and not downplay it. Like, if somebody, like, if they like things, and like, as long as they're not flashing in front of your face all the time, then cool. that's cool. Like, they like stuff. They like things or whatever. I mean, you look at the kings and queens back in, in, in our, our for real history. Obviously, they like things because they had all kind of treasures and gold. And, you know what I'm saying? So, like, obviously, it's a thing. Like, it's okay to like things. And, and like you said, it's, it's no point in... Degrading if if that's if that's somebody's picture of success, then that's just what it is. So you know, like a good man or a woman, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep it gender equal, whatever. So right. you got you got a good man that may not have as much money, may not drive the best car or something like that, right. may not have a car, but you know, maybe you gotta take the bus or you gotta walk. But he hustling every day. He doing he, he handling his business. Compared to like maybe a dude that financially got it together a little bit better, mm. but on total bullshit, right? Oh, bullshit, right? And more often than not, in my experience, mm-hmm. you know, most females will flock to the dude that's a little bit more financially stable, right? right. Even though the other dude, like, he ain't on no bullshit, but you know, he just trying to make it, you know? Right, he just ain't got it all and, the way together. And, and don't get me wrong, it, 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 it's some of us black dudes out here too that that. Ain't, they really don't got it all the way together, believe me. It's like, I, I feel some of y'all sisters out here, man. Like, right, so yeah, yeah. Like, come on. It's rough, huh? Like, I, I see why some of y'all, you know, date white men or whatnot. Like, cause some of us be on some total bullshit at times, right? Sure. And, and, yeah, yeah. and I see that how that can shape the rest of your, like, your perception on, you know, a person yeah. or a type of person, I guess. Yeah. But I don't want to get too, too far off subject, but, you know. <laughs> but no, that's yeah, the truth, though. Yeah. You, get, you get back to that point, though, like I said, where... Where like you do kind of lose focus of, of of what your idea of success is because you equating it to somebody else's, mm-hmm. and that's where like black people get lost into the situation of of not I think like you said just not knowing what they what what their definition of success is, and I think also you mentioned this earlier too about people like basically like really just want to be different because like being different is the new thing like you know like oh you not like everybody else so like it's a good thing. But at the end of the day, though, even if you're being different, though, are you being different with a purpose? Like, it's okay that you, if you see success as something else, then that's, that's completely fine. And that, that don't give you the right to, like, obviously down somebody else's thing. But also, it, don't, it also don't, like, absolve you from the responsibility of checking black people when they just file. Yeah. Like, it, it don't take that ability away. Like... Cause you, I think we so busy trying to be like let that person be that person, but at the end of the day, it still got to be checks and balances. Like no, bro, that's some bullshit. And that's what I was about earlier. Like yeah. uh, amongst us, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna do that all the time, right? Because right. It's, that's our business. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when when it's not amongst us, I'm gonna wait till another time to do that because that's not that's not their business. Right. You know, it's our business. Now, look, let me ask you this: this is this is sort of on the, this is sort of on that subject uh, a little bit. But like, what about the the. Uh, the scrutiny that was coming on uh, old girl. What's uh, what's big baby name? Oh, uh, Lizzo. Lizzo, right? So like, what what about that though? Because she got a lot of public lashing, right? From from black people, you know what I'm saying? Where we feel like, I think for me, I felt like I just didn't like, even though she was just trying to, I think trying to, I think that's a what you call that thing when uh, it's a, that's a self conscious thing where she's just trying to like build people's 
like self-esteem like I get that point but at what point does it start seeming like you being more of a spectacle than like see that's that's when I that's when I draw the line I'm just like dog now you're just doing too much like shaking her ass with her ass out at the Lakers game was a bit much to me like I get it people saying like well if she ever that was a little slim girl with a fat ass you wouldn't have said nothing like at the end of the day I think I would have still said something because you don't need to have your ass out at the Lakers game. I don't care if it is a fine ass or a fat ass. It's like, you shouldn't be have your ass out at the Lakers game. I don't care what it look like. Um, <laughs> so it, it seems like you got something to say about that. I, I'm on the other side. I don't worry. If you want your ass out of the Lakers game, whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't really care, right? <laughs> you don't care. No, I, I really don't. Because ultimately, what does that do to me? Like, I might be like, mm, or damn, no. Nah. <laughs> like, but... That's it. After that, I'm done with it. It's got no other effect on what I'm going about in my everyday life, I guess, right? My problem with Lizzo is that I would never sit my naked ass on some nasty-ass public seat. That's my That's problem. What you mad about. Yeah, like, damn, that dirty-ass seat, you sit right. your naked ass on it. Really? Uh, but, yeah, but I get what you're saying about being careful and making yourself a spectacle. Like, yeah, you don't want to be paraded out, you know, to be like their little show thing, a play toy or whatever. Exactly. Like, I get that, right? Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't really support. I, I don't support her, but I don't. I don't knock her either. Not, right? Yeah. I don't feel her music like, like that. Whatever. But like whatever. Yeah. Like that, her, that shit. At the end of the day, really don't affect me. Like really one bit. And I'm, yeah. honestly, I'm just happy as a black person out here. Just whether they doing it the way I would do it or not. Uh-huh. They out here making it, and they literally care about other black people. Like that's yeah, one thing you sure. can't say about her that she care about she other black she, people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and for that reason alone, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll fuck with her. Like I'll you know read about her stuff like that. But um, as far as that shit, really what, yeah. What I want, what I want my daughter yeah. to walk out to the Lakers game with her ass out. I'm like, no, I wouldn't, right? No, no. <laughs> right. But you know, she ain't my daughter, right? <laughs> so, and then the other thing too, I, I think women, and I think women in general just get sick of dudes telling them what to do with their bodies and shit, right? Because we're in the midst of this whole abortion thing, and yeah. I'm not even gonna get my opinion on that because it don't. Again, like I'm not. Whether, whether I believe or don't believe, or, you know, that's personal to me. And, you know, some right. people are okay with sharing that, some people are not. Well, I will at least say this. I'll interject real quick, and I'll let you get back to your point. At least at some point, though, I mean, it really just is their choice. Like, I, yeah. I can't believe you're going to put a bunch of dudes together and decide that you're going to decide that she, what she can do, can and can't do with her body. Off rip, whatever you think, like, whether you're for it or against it, like, I still just feel like it's their choice. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's exactly it. I remember, uh, I forget what state it was. It was one of these southern states. You know, they'd be ass backwards down there anyway. Georgia, Alabama, one of them. Louisiana, Mississippi, one of them. Right. You know? <laughs> um, and then they had, they had like a picture of like the, 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 the health council or whatever they want to call it. And it was all old white men. All old Like, why are they making this decision about, think about it, they're making decisions about black folks, they're making decisions about women, everything, right? Um, yeah, you know, one way, you know, people are going to say one way to combat that is get out the vote, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I get that, right? Yeah. But we have to do other things, too. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I got something to say about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Not about the vote. Shit. Go ahead, then. Oh, no, I'm just saying we have to do other things, too. Like, be active in our community, yeah. mentor, you know, look out. You know what I mean? Right. It don't have to be everybody. It could be one person that you kind of, you know, passionate about whatever. But, yeah, you know, you pass it on. You pass it forward. So Exactly. No, just uh, piggyback on that voting thing, though. So did you see the the whole thing with Diddy? 
Now I didn't I didn't see mm. the I didn't I didn't see the actual post, right? Mm. So I just seen like the memes or whatever. Yeah, I seen the memes. So whatever happened with Diddy, basically basically he's saying like don't sell don't sell out your vote for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like don't don't just be out here voting. Like make that vote mean something. Like make these niggas work for your vote. Yeah. And that's all he was saying. But like people jumped on like oh my god, what do we mean type shit? Like in real life, man, we and, and I say we, I'm talking about our black culture, dog. We got like. We got the fakest outrage section in, in life, nigga. We get fake outraged about everything. What are you outraged about? In real life, no, you should not be selling your vote for free. At some point, we need to be getting something out this damn poli- out these politics, though. We just need to. It's necessary. And then and I think people took that as like, like basically, if you don't get what you want, like you're not gonna vote, then that's just stupid kind of thing. But at the end of the day, man, look, I know this is not a popular opinion. But at, at some point, I feel like we need to band together and put our money together. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Depending on, like, whoever, whoever in there, like, our money and our power together will make these elected officials do whatever it is we need to do. I know that's not going to be popular. I know it probably don't make sense, but we talk about how, how jacked up politics are and how politicians are, are lying and taking money. So we know that. So at some point, we just got to be on that part that's paying money and making them do what we need them to do. Because at the end of the day, dog, they they work for the people, but they also working for that money, bro. Like, so if, if we don't have no if we don't have no control in that, I don't know if it really matter who we voting in there. If we voting in, uh, shit, uh, what's my man name? Andrew Yang. Like, it don't matter. Like, still at some point. We got to be able to manipulate something because the president ain't the ain't the the, the end of the road as far as voting and and uh, and, and uh, what you call it legislation go. Like you still got the Senate, you still got everybody else. Like everybody got their hand out. Everybody trying to get their palms greased. Like we got to be in a position to make power moves to make these politicians do what we need them to do. Simple as that. And I don't know how we got on voting and shit because I I got off on a tangent talking about P Diddy. I just thought I had to say that. Um. <laughs> Just from a high level, yeah, P, I think P, P Diddy is right. Like, yeah, you gotta make folks work for your vote. Exactly. And um, what's, what's the <laughs> that age-old definition of insanity? <laughs> Doing the same thing over and over, trying to get the same, re- trying to get a different result. Right? Yeah, you know, um, it ain't working. <laughs> Obviously not working. Uh, maybe locally it's working, right? Where you know you vote for your your councilman or your alderman. Yeah, or I think that's important. Like that, yeah. Cause like you you see that every day. Man, uh, shout out to that alderman in Chicago. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Can't never think his name, his name, but, but yeah, yeah. And if y'all don't know the alderman in Chicago, he basically just came out and said, "Hey, these uh, legal marijuana companies, mm-hmm. unless you have some type of uh, black person or person of color in your ownership, you are not getting like a pass to set up shop in in, in my district." Exactly. You know? And that he was, was that was a stand up thing. Yeah, right and there, he bro. said that straight like you know I don't know. I haven't really checked in on it to see how you know steadfast he held to it or whatnot. But, he but that's still, yeah, that's still a pretty bold statement yeah, for a politician yeah. to make, you know, and you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, these, these politicians, man, like uh, 
I wish, I wish, I wish people were looking at third parties, right? I really do, because what's the common thing? Oh, they can't win. You're saying that before you even know who's running, what they're running on, what they're running for, blah, blah, blah. Like, With the right you've done no do. research, right? And look at Biden, career politician. You know what right. I mean? On some like, he been he been a politician for thirty years or however fucking long. What what has he done? What is what what is his plan moving forward? Other than you know they all sit up there and they say, "I'm not for this, I'm not for that," but we do need to do this and we need to do that. And I have a fourteen point plan. Oh, do you? All right, well let's go examine. Let's let's hear more about his plan. And I, that's why I don't really like the debates, right? Because you <laughs> they only give these cats two minutes to talk, really. Right. And it, and it becomes it becomes like a pissing match, right? Just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like uh, later for that. I'd rather just go on the internet, look, get some open sources and whatnot, right, yeah. see where your money coming from and who's backing your campaign. You and always, that, you say that, and I ever since that's you brought that to my attention, because you because you got to pay that. Like they just they just don't give politicians money just because. Right. They get something back for that. Like they're it's it's, it's, yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Like they get something back, and like yeah. wherever they money coming from, that's who they support. Whether they support them personally or not, that's if that's what they do in office, that's who they support. And see, All right. And that that fact exactly is why I said. FDB, nigga. Fuck that vote. It, 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 it's so funny to me. I mean, I'm going to vote, though. I'm just saying. It's so probably, funny to me. Probably going to vote. I mean, if you vote or not, that's your right. You know, yeah. if you want to vote, great. If you don't want to vote, great. You know, yeah. that's your right to all pick I, the all one. I, this, too, is, a, is another side note. Your ancestors died for this right. It's no longer an acceptable argument for me. I'm sorry. They did. And I'm going to tell you right now, if they done understood what the, the democratic process was going to be, I guarantee they wouldn't have fought as hard for that shit. But anyway, go ahead, though. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just the crazy part about this whole capitalistic system to me is that typically bribery, bribery is illegal. You go to jail for that, right? But, but then they have lobbyists, and that's all they do, really, they right? Do. And somehow that that portion of it is legal, right? Because that money is going to these politicians and the coming from these packs and the, yeah, all this other stuff. Yeah, theoretically, whatever. If corporations giving you money, it's not to help people. Believe me, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, it's not to help people. <laughs> right, certainly right? Not. It is so they can bolster their bottom line at a later point, later date, and whatnot. So they can tell their investors, like, hey, you know, this politician is really back, really backing, you know, if we want to buy out this company or if we want to buy land here, if we want to do this, you know what I mean? And sure. if they if, if they get an answer they don't like, it's like Amazon did, where they wanted to, you know, move to New York, and New York was like, well, you guys are going to have to do this, this, and this, and this, and they were like, mm, no, no thanks, we'll go over to Arlington. And I think they worked out something in New York anyway, so they might be moving there anyway, you know, right. another headquarters or whatever. But when you have these corporations, like, they're not looking, oh, we can go here and employ this many people. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, exactly. fiscally, what does this look fiscally, like? Yeah, I you mean, at the end of the day, it is capitalism, and they, they, they are there to make money. So I get it to a certain degree, but I think that since we understand that, we got to start utilizing that yeah. in, our, in our advantage. And I think that's no different from what P. Diddy said, people with the fake outrage. Like, I, that shit just annoying. But anyway, I, I'm going to get off the voting thing because that's not what we're talking about for real. But we did just have to talk about that. But going back to the... Uh, Excuse me, the Crown Royal. So just thinking about um, Canadian whiskeys, and I'm just about to segue this into something completely different that you probably didn't even know was coming. But uh, thinking of Canada, though, right? So they got the universal health care thing. 
I, I'm not well versed on what's going on over there as far as uh, this pandemic or whatever. I, but I'm curious. Yeah. But I'm curious because if they got this whole thing where people not really paying for healthcare, I wonder how that's going for them as opposed to us who are paying millions and millions and millions of dollars for healthcare yeah. and still not getting proper healthcare. Like, I wonder what the difference really is. So, you know, they haven't paid for healthcare in you know, quite some time, right. I guess. Uh, I've heard both, right? Like, it's great, and I've heard horror stories, too, like, mm-hmm. socialized healthcare, so I get away for this, and I don't have a choice in this, and, and I, I, I don't... I have a choice, I can yeah, see Yeah, and, and I don't... Obviously, I don't have that option, so I don't know really what's true or not. I guess, like, you know, could really research it if I was right. interested in it. But the one thing that I do admire about Canada's government is... I'm not going to say they put their people first. You know, I don't know if any country does that, really, but... I realize. Um, they do try to take care of their folks, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, everybody here got a $1,200 stimulus. Well, not everybody, but, you know, but got $1,200 stimulus check, right? Um, and again, I don't know all the details and the ins and outs of this. I just read briefly, I think it was the New York Times, about Canadian citizens getting $2,000 a month, you know, and this and that. And I don't know all the, again, I don't know all the ins and outs of, you know, what qualifies them or disqualifies them for, from getting that. Yeah. But it just seems like they have more measures in place to take care of the everyday person yeah. rather than the corporations. Where exactly. here it seems like it's the other way around. Right. Let's take care of the corporations first and then maybe, you know, we can yeah. toss a couple crumbs to the folks. Yeah, and it just make you, it make you, it puts you into a position where you just start realizing like the corporation is always going to be more important than the person. And like if you living in a society that's like that, how do you like? How can you even? How can you even? How do you combat that though? Like, how do you even combat the the point that the the people that's basically the, the government are the people who like I hate to say it like this, but are in control of their life. Like to to understand what it is to be grown. And we don't understand that all the time. Shit, that's way off subject. We want to talk about that, but it's the truth. But I think now I think I am going to bring it up more because I think we in a comfortable enough space where you talk about some shit, but like. I don't think he always ready to talk about, hey, shit, they experienced shit over there that they was trying to leave behind. Yeah, yeah, like, they mind probably blocked some of that shit out for real. Don't even remember unless you talk about Unless you bring it up. And then, like, if I, and then I'll be thinking, like, if I bring it up, what's this nigga start back having nightmares again or some shit? Like, I don't want to bring that shit back. You know, but, uh, but I do want to know. It's, it's some of that. And I think the other part of it is, too, that, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's not... None of this shit was really pleasant, like, right? So <laughs> exactly. Nobody right. really likes talking about things that are not pleasant, right? right. But at the same time, someone that hasn't experienced it, you they can, know. They, they, they really, you can try to explain, you can try to give examples and stuff like that. You're still not going to get still it. still not going to really get it, you know what I mean? It, and it's just like this whole race thing. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I'm, not, I'm just not concerned about white folks anymore because, like, they're really not going to get it until... Or, I mean, uh, until, until is the wrong word because it's never going to happen, but they would never get it in, unless they were, like, a black person for a period yeah. of time, you know what I mean? Which, have you seen that Wale video? I haven't. You got no video? Yeah, so... Yeah, so the whole video is based around black privilege. Okay. And you ever seen that old movie, White Man's Burden? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that where... White folks are struggling, they can't make it, and black folks, we eat good, yeah. we ain't paying attention to y'all, right. and nothing like that, so yeah. it, it's, it's kind of trippy, man, but, yeah. uh, that's it's straight. Yeah. All right, my bad, what was, we, what was we talking about? I got way off tangent on this Vietnam shit, though. What was we talking about? <laughs> I got way lost, nigga. Uh, 
we got to do something about these niggas, right? Simple so, yeah, and, and, and so when someone comes in deliberately, and not just someone, your own government comes in and deliberately disrupts your, not, not even your community, but like states of black people, states California, black people. Michigan, you know, uh, uh, Pennsylvania, places, Illinois, places yeah. like that, that were rely heavily on like manufacturing and stuff like that, and you get strung out on these drugs, you ain't you not worried about going to Ford. Right. You worried about damn, I gotta get this this next hit, you know. Yeah. Hey, hey, I only got seven dollars, but uh, uh, I can go do this and blah 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 blah. blah you know what right. I mean? So like, yeah, when you do that to an entire population, mm -hmm. it's, it's gonna be some. It's gonna be some of us that's fucked up out here, right? I mean, when you look <laughs> at what happened in California, you know what I'm saying? Like how they basically introduced like you know the whole crack rock thing into into play and was kind of like really involved in it, and even used some of those proceeds. To fund shit they was doing overseas, um, you can double you can you can double check my facts. If you wanna. <laughs> I'm about to say something. Like I, it's funny that a lot of these things have been proven, and like the the paperwork is there, and because of the Patriot Act, a lot of this shit is like is public. Open source. Yeah, it's public yeah. source now. But even with that knowledge. People still act like the government not out to, <laughs> like the like the government don't sometimes have ill intentions. Like, like, you know, you, I, I can kind of understand it to a point because like if you a lot of things you want to get done, you have to go through whether it's local, state, or federal government, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so there's there is a level of trust you have to have within that government to push through whatever you want to push through at times, right? So like. I, it, again, it, it's that that rock in the hard place, right? Yeah. You can't. I mean, you can, but you can't really just say I don't fuck with the government, blah 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 blah, blah because yeah. you really do, right? Because like yeah. thing, because it's all intertwined into your life. It is, unless you're just totally self-sustaining, right? And which is not. It's not possible. Not. And I'm not gonna say it's not possible. It's just not many of us <laughs> that 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 can't do, that, that can do that. You know, you don't have the resources, the means to do that, yeah. or the knowledge, right? You know, so. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it, it's tough, man. And that's why I said though, like that that's definitely the position that you're in when you when you're confronted with that ideology. But because of that, I feel like that's the reason why you gotta take the government for what it is and use it for your own good. Like the reality of it is just like just like this. I I'll speak about this and I think some people I seen this somewhere on uh on somewhere on social media somewhere, but people were saying how um, a lot of people post stuff like you know you should take this time out to start a business, do this kind of thing, and then they was like you can't really be telling people what they need to be doing at this point. But I get that like you don't want to have control on people and tell people what they should be doing. But in reality, um, I look at it I look at it as an opportunity to. Use that government that you talk shit about. Use the government to get to what you need, because at the end of the day, that's what your that's what your vote supposed to be. Your vote is to really is supposed to make these elected officials do what they need to do to make your life better, because they're supposed to be working for the people, right? So this is the same thing. Like if you if you've been laid off your job, and or even if you haven't been laid off and your hours getting cut and you're getting some kind of uh, some kind of kickback from the government. I say, like, by all means, take those proceeds and, and start building your own corporation. At this point, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with people saying that, though? Like, people acting 
fake outraged about that. Like, like who? Patience, right? So people get into it and they want things to be immediately successful, right? That's the majority of us, right? <laughs> That's not gonna happen, right? You're not for the for the most part, you're not just gonna be able to quit your job and, and focus on, you know, unless you got some, some money saved up and you've been planning this so for a while and stuff like that. Yeah. And then okay. It's not gonna happen with, with yeah. one stimulus check. But like yeah, you know, like now yeah, you might be able to, you know, do some a couple side hustles or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and, and that's cool. Um I, I tell you what I don't like though about some of, you know you mentioned social social media mm-hmm. about some of these pages and these sites that uh, are, are so called you know pro black and things like that. Yeah. I, I don't like when they attack black folks, and what I mean by that is you know you see these memes or you see these long posts out there about I need to be doing this and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, uh, well uh, educate us then. You know, right. like you 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 don't have to give someone the playbook on your personal plans in particular, mm-hmm. but show someone how to set up an LLC or something like that. I was or so, you know, just, we can't just play this game of, y'all should be doing this. We gotta be doing this. Like, right, I feel uh, what you People gotta have some type of support system, you know, to, to, to bounce ideas off of, to, you know, to get knowledge from, or, you know, if necessary, to, to get finances from or whatever. It's just not... Y'all need to go get land and do this and do that. Like everybody just can't go do that. You know what I mean? It's, you tell me what one, I, one person me what I does that. Go do, but yeah. You're not telling me how to do it. Yeah, one person does, and if you got the knowledge, you like you know pass that knowledge on. And it doesn't always have to be free. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, you can charge, you can do things like that. Mm. You know, just don't make it so outrageous that where you know yeah. people can't benefit from your knowledge. That's, you know? that's true though. So just like just like looking at that in particular, like if you <clears> just say. Just going back to the LLC thing, because I was talking to uh, both of my nephews about that, um, because I have an LLC, and I think that this is a, a point where uh, there may be a little additional revenue coming in, so it wouldn't be a bad time to you know to look into that to at least create that entity. And but like I know how to get one, so like I'm gonna provide them with that knowledge. But again, like you said, you shouldn't even feel comfortable telling people. What they should do if you can't help them get to it, yeah. Because like that's like somebody telling you how to do something that they don't have no clue on how to do. It. Yeah, exactly. Which is what politicians mm-hmm. do all the time. <laughs> they tell you what you, how you should be thinking, but they have no idea how to think themselves. So th- this is one of those things. So like, I think if I was to, because I've never actually posted nothing like that. I think I posted the fact that I was. I think before I knew I was getting a stimulus check, I did say that uh, if I do get one, then this is what I'm going to do with my shit. Like I'm gonna invest in myself. Like. But these are things that you should be you should be promoting to your like the people in your community anyway. Whatever you got going on, you should always be trying to invest something in yourself. And that's not always monetarily. Like education can be an investment into yourself. Like think you every opportunity you need to take advantage of to make yourself better. Because at the end of the day, these corporations, this world, the government, everything will. <clears throat> Dog, everything will move without you. <laughs> like simple as that. So at some point, you got to take some time out to put that into yourself. So I think that's fine by saying that. But again, to piggyback off what you said, it is ill for you to be like getting out and talking about. Well, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. How about you hit somebody with, you know what? You get this extra x amount of dollars. You can take this portion and file your uh, LLC at this location. Like give people some options. Like, I think people be wanting options. They just don't want you to tell them how to do stuff. And I don't know why people are like that, but they just are. They don't want you to tell them what to do. But if you put it out there and they can make their own decision about it, then it'll usually work out better. 
And I think we we are the worst at that though. And I think maybe we're so bad at that because I think that we always in every situation and this is I think this is us, that's one of those innate things. I think this is us always being in survival mode. I, th- I feel like we always badger each other over the head about what we need to be doing because we always got a sense of urgency. We always feel like we got to do it now, but without ever actually explaining how to do things. And that's something I think we got to take a step back to start. And look, I'm going to equate this to a whole other thing. The conversation I was having on my other podcast, I think you and uh, shout out to uh, Tiana, our, uh, our local therapist, she obviously watches our show now. But I think both of y'all said the same thing. Like a lot of times, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And I think we are we are very guilty of that. Like we we trying to get across like some for real information, but we saying it all wrong and people receive it fucked up and then nothing ever happens. You know what I'm saying? Like cause you you trying to give people the best concept. Like cause like in your head you're feeling like you get this extra money, you should be doing this, that, and the third. But not knowing that when you saying it like that, you talking at a person and they not receiving it, so you're pointless. You know. A lot of times, too, so you look at black community and you look at being an entrepreneur, you know, invest the money in, you know, personal ventures and things like that. Um, I, this, I, I wish I could refer back to something to kind of back this up, but I, I feel like most black people that are in that situation or looking to start a business or whatever, it's, it's not so much that they don't know how to get started or they're, they're, they're apprehensive, we got some anxiety. Yeah, there may be some of that. Um, I think with a lot of black folks, though, it is, what do I do about my current situation, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I can start this, I can do that, but next month I still got to pay rent. I still got to pay Nardo. I got car insurance. I got this going on. I got to put food on the table. So I think, again, we go back to balance, you know, right? So how can I balance that? What things can I sacrifice in my budget? You know, it may be something like this. Someone, someone has to set up a budget, right? What things can I sacrifice to save more money over here to make these moves later on, right? right. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because it's just like they, they don't, they, they can't see it long term because they've never been able to live long term. And then when you give some people some some tools on how to manage their current situation, they might be a little more, you know, apt to to, to move on into, you know, starting a business or, or investing in something or whatever it may Absolutely. be, right? Absolutely. And this is that saying, you know, it takes money to make money, yeah. and, which is true, yeah. but uh, the, the, don't let that dissuade you from, get, from getting started, right? Yeah. Yeah. If, if you got something you want to do and you got $500 in your pocket, you get the most you can out of that five hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Like that's what you put aside for, or whatever. You know, you can you decide to move in, you move. But if you want to, you want to save more, you save more. But I think, I think what you said though is, is definitely. I think that's it's true, and I think it's uh it's overlooked a lot of times. Like you do tell people what they need to be doing, but the reality of it is, is when their current situation don't really dictate oh, that they're yeah. able to do that. Yeah. How they're you like, convince they're, somebody? They're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're like. It's like, <laughs> I get it. Like, that doesn't help me right now. Like, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah. When you say it like that, I certainly I, I get it now. Like, and I ain't gonna lie, I was I'm I'm one of those people. I was just like, no, you get this little extra money. Like, you need to be doing this. But I'm thinking like, if you already in the situation, and, and I and I trust me, I identify with this because like I've I've, I've had struggles with with my credit, which I'm working on now. Um, I've had struggles with that, and if you know, anybody knows that when you got when you got credit issues, it is it 
it's, I ain't gonna say it's impossible, but it's tough to move forward. Like, because, like, the world revolves around credit. Like, yo, what you got in liquid assets don't always mean that you go get into certain circles, don't always mean that you go be able to acquire certain things. Like, you can have a million dollars with a uh, 400 credit, you know what I'm saying, rating, and that, that million dollars ain't gonna mean nothing. Like, because the world running on credit at this point. Like, I don't know how much of anything is running on real liquid assets. Like, everything is kind of on, on some credit thing. Like, so if you don't have your credit together, then you stuck anyway. So you get a couple of extra dollars, and I'm telling you, you need to invest in this, but you got this 400 motherfucking credit score, and this kind of, this debt to this debt to income ratio is just all jacked up. Mm-hmm. Then what I'm saying ain't gonna mean nothing to you. And, and this is the thing too, like, and, and this is something I wanted to, uh, you know, let people know, and again, not to equate our success with our counterparts, but I think this is one that we can equate, and I won't even say with our counterparts, just with the way the world works. Because at this point, what I'm doing, I'm working on my regular credit to get that together so I can shift into my business credit. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to work the hell out this business credit because I, in real life, if you didn't know this, that's what white people have been doing their whole life. That's why Donald Trump is able to have all these businesses. And like when people start crying, talking about, um, like, well, he ain't got no money because he's filing bankruptcy. Like, bro, he's filing bankruptcy on this business shit. His personal credit is probably A1. Like, you probably don't have no issue with that. And that's where I think black people don't even know, like, the difference in it. I think that's important, and I think that's something that we need to address a lot of time. That, like, if you get your personal credit together, like, you really you really do need to look into some type of, like, running some type of business credit. This gives you an extra outlet. And that's what I'm doing now, so I can only speak to it because I'm actually working through it. So I think when you tell people what they need to do or what you feel like they need to do, you do have to have that, that backup to say, well, this is how you do it if you don't know how. And we don't always communicate that well. You know, one of the ways to spin it, man, is like, hey, this is what I've done. This is what I've accomplished, you know. You know, you, this, is how I this is my system. You know, you can do better or worse, I guess, right? Exactly. And, and, and not necessarily you have to do it this way, right? Yeah. But this is what worked for me, and this is yeah. the results of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and for some people, it may not even be credit. It might be like, man, I got three kids. I don't have the time, you know. True. Uh, True. You know, how do you manage that? You know, what do you do yeah. with your child care? Blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. You know, um, hit, like, me to, hit me to the game. Yeah. I mean, that's a hit me to the game. Yeah, pretty Simple much. as that. Yeah, hit me to the game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, maybe, and, and I think I think we don't necessarily know how because we've been all because we've always been in survival mode. So we don't know how to help other people to the game because it seems like. But we do though, right? We, do we? We, we, yeah, we 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 do because like when when you said survival mode, right? Mm-hmm. Like things that we do in survival mode are taught. They have to be taught because otherwise you don't know how to survive, right? right. So yeah, we, we we know how to do that. Man. We just never really had access to teach those type of things, right? Uh-huh. And now that we are starting to get that access, I think it's, it's just the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Now it, it, I think it switches from survival to prosperity. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Definitely. You're not really in survival mode anymore. Like with some folks, maybe, and I get so. that, right? Yeah. Um, well, I, what I mean by that is. Overall, financially, yeah. you know, if you go back and look at it, and I, I got to be very careful with saying this, I think most black folks, and I would have to, you know, obviously go and look at numbers and do research and all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. but I think most black folks are in a better position than they were 30 years ago, right? Okay. Some are not, some all are right? Good. And, and you know, some are doing worse or, or the same. I get or that. Same, yeah. 
Um, but but one thing we can't deny is we we, we definitely are. Like we, we've never lived in an age where information is so readily available to everybody, right? Yeah, never. Think like at your fingertips, and yeah. that's why I get annoyed with, with some people when they're like, "Oh, um, what is this?" Like, go find it. Like the way I did, you know. Like, and I know we just talk about putting people on and stuff, and, and, and that's, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's one of the things I'm talking about. Like, I. I, I can show you, you know, I can walk you through this and I can show you what I did and how it worked and whatnot, you know, but you got to put in some work too, you know, I'm just not going to give you a solution. You, know, you right. have to find a solution. I can help you out, you know, navigate the problem, mm-hmm. but the solution ultimately up to you. Yeah. You know? And you got you got to have that initiative only because what happens then is that you give it, and I, ain't gonna, I don't want to say giving away too much of the game. I want to say doing too much for a person because if you do too much, then they become relying on you. And that's the thing that we—that's the thing that you don't want to do because I think uh, essentially we we've become reliant on a lot of mechanisms. Uh, one of those, obviously, being the government, and just like being reliant on something is a uh, is it's a bad it's a bad feeling. And look, I'm gonna I'm gonna equate this to something else that ain't got nothing to do with this, but just being reliant on something. Um, so anybody who's ever seen me on any other show or on social media, I talk about this shit. I do have. Uh, I do have a sleep disorder, so I have sleep apnea, and I am reliant upon a, a CPAP machine. And I, I have to be honest, just like with the CPAP machine and just like with anything in life, it sucks to be reliant on something. It does. Like, I, I can't lie. It, it sucks to have to, to have to have something in order to live. Like, I mean, that's basically what it is, right? So that's just like anything else in life. You hate to have to be reliant on something. I think that what happens a lot of times is when you, when you take people when you, when you show people how to do things and then they don't have the initiative, you end up doing everything for them. So now at this point, you've made it better for that person, but now that person can't prosper without you. Like, so that's kind of pointless. Because now like I brought you along, I showed you how to do it, but you, don't, you never really took the initiative to learn yourself. So either, either you go fail if I stop doing the shit for you, or it's gonna stop at him. So that means that if I'm giving him all this game, he not really, he don't really have the initiative. I'm doing everything for him. That means when when I'm gone, he don't get to pass it on because he never learned how to actually do this shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, and so we've been talking about capitalism and business a lot. Yeah, and, and that's yeah, the, we dig it all that. You know, and, and that's simply the opportunity cost, right? Mm-hmm. You can't get discouraged if you know. You, you do help someone out, and they totally just blow you off and don't do anything. With don't you. do anything, right? Like, okay, that person, you know, has decided not to move along with that. Okay. My request to black folks is, is don't let that discourage you from helping another black person, right? Oh, it, you maybe you know you, you, your criteria it can happens. be a lot more strict or whatnot, and, and yeah. as opposed to you who who you help and who you don't help. Yeah. But don't let it just <clears throat> totally just dissuade you from. Reaching out to another black person, you know. I think I mean? that's what happens a lot of times. Yeah. We talked about yeah. in another uh, episode. We were talking about uh, like black people move up in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened. They tried to help too many people who didn't have an initiative. <clears throat> they got burnt out, and it's, they like now they like forget it. And that's bold for that next person who does have that ambition or an ish, or or that initiative. And now they're looking at you like sell out. You know what I'm saying? But not even knowing those experiences that you didn't got burnt so many times, you're just like, man, forget it. Like, I'm trying to help and they just ain't receptive, so I'm straight. And then the person that really need it, don't get it because you burnt out. And that's that's a tough position, too. And I think that's a part of our success in the, in the black community, though. Just, um, and, and this kind of equates to what we're talking about. 
And it's just like you you spend so much time like because we we always preaching unity. We always talking about getting our community on the right track. So you, you try to do everything that's go make that happen. And sometimes sometimes you play yourself by helping the people that don't need to get help because they black. And like then you just you get tired of getting burnt. But it's like unfortunately we in a position where like you just said like <laughs> I don't know how to really say this any other way, but. You can't get tired. You can't get tired because, like, the moment you quit, is that that was that was the one that was gonna make the spark. And right. you quit. You know what I'm saying? Before you gave him the game, so it's like or her the game. I'm sorry. I don't want to keep saying him. I don't want to be sexist and shit. But um, but yeah, like I think that happens to us a lot because again, we have been in survival mode for so long, and then you get to a point where you're able to to pass something along and nobody's receptive. At some point, though, your spirit does get defeated. It's just like, bro, I'm trying to give it to y'all. Y'all ain't taking it like, man, forget it. And then you end up giving up right before Malcolm X. You end up giving up right before Martin, you know what I'm saying? Whoever your heroes are, you know what I'm saying? Like, you end up giving up right before that person. And it's just like, like, what it, like, it is rough because I, you want to quit. Because a lot of times, I, I have to be honest, especially coming up in, like, you know, where, where we came from. It's like, due to circumstance or whatever it is, you deal with a lot of knuckleheads. A lot of people who, like, you trying to get in the game on stuff and they just not receptive. And, like, at some point, you do you do get tired. But I guess we can't, we can't get tired. But that's sucked, though. Like, you like you got an extra responsibility. <laughs> you always, you have an extra responsibility as soon as you come out black. You got an extra responsibility. You know, that, that's, that's a responsibility I, I don't necessarily <laughs> mind, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is disappointing when you put your effort and energy into someone and they don't really... Pan out to to yeah. what you want them to be, and, and that could be the problem too, to what you want them to be, you know. And so, that, on that shit, so, bro. That, so that's why communication, man, yeah. is, is very key, right? So I like it back to work, you know, with my direct reports. Like I put all, like I almost over communicate some things, like you know, like all my expectations of what you know, this is, you know, what I expect, and oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like uh, expectations and stuff like yeah, that, right? Like, yeah, so. <clears throat> Yeah, because you start thinking that the you start equating your own expectations, and mm-hmm. sometimes that's that's not gonna be a good thing. Yeah, you know, you might be senior VP or whatever, and you know, whoever, whether it's Jamal or <laughs> Jamal, <laughs> Devante, oh, yeah, whatever, Devante or Keisha, whoever it is, right? right? Like. They may not aspire to be senior vice president. Or something. Right. They, they may want to be something else, and, and, and that's cool, right? Yeah. It, again, I have I, I don't I don't I don't have the the magic recipe or the secret ingredient or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just um, I make sure that comes out when I talk to my folks. Like, yeah. what do you want to do? You know, what, what, what's your goals? You know, what, what what do you want your next role to be? Those type of things, right? And you know what? That that question, though, I think is, uh, and I don't want to get too far into this, but I think that question, a lot of times, isn't really taken to heart. I've heard that in a, in a lot of like review, uh, what you call like your reviews and stuff like that, and where they ask you like, you know, what it is that you really want to do. And I don't think that enough people take that seriously, though. No. Like, they never really... They think it's a bad thing if if they say something else outside of what they're currently doing, right? Exactly, Exactly. What I try to explain to my folks, like, yeah, you you were hired in as whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I look at my team as more like talent management, though, right? You know what I mean? So... Yeah, you may be good in this role, but you may be great in another role. You know what I mean? And so, when those questions come up, 
I mean, obviously you have to know your environment and know the culture of the company or organization or whatever, but figure out how you can phrase it or say it, you know, in a safe manner, I guess, if you're worried about, you know, being labeled at the job, whatever it is, right. about what you want to do, you know? And if y'all can't really figure out a plan or a roadmap, maybe, you know, some changes need to be made. You know, maybe you need to look somewhere else or Man. whatever. I don't know, but... I think that at the end of the day, this is something that Charlemagne always said, and shout out to Charlemagne because at the end of the day, or at the beginning, I didn't really, I didn't really like Charlemagne. I, I can't lie. But, like, as I start listening to him more often, like, I, I really do... I read a couple of books or whatever. I, I do. I, I see his point of view, and it's one thing that he said um, that that he always says is just about living your truth. And I think that's that term is probably overused, but I think it's it's the reality. So living your truth means whatever that is at that moment or what you see it as in the future. So, and I just want to dig back onto what about that because I've had reviews like recently uh, in my in my latter years in corporate America. You know, once I once I got older, I understood what was really going on, and I've got asked that question, like, what it is you really want to do, and I started having real life conversations in there mm -hmm. about, you know, how about our our podcast and about my writing and about my communication skills. I started having real life conversations, and I felt comfortable in the space to to say these things, even though it didn't have nothing to do with the job. You asked, so now I'm telling, and I, I think that once you get to that point. And this is, dang, this is a whole other subject, which is something I wanted to talk about last week after we watched Dave Chappelle. But like, you get to a point of um, quote-unquote freedom where you get to really express what's on your mind and what, what you're feeling at the time or what your aspirations are without, without that, that fear of losing the position you're in. And to me, like, that's freedom. A lot of people in their jobs right now, they, or even careers, I won't even say jobs, like in their careers, are afraid to really speak up into what they really want to do because they're afraid of losing something that's guaranteed by that job. And I think when you when you get to the point where that fear doesn't scare you, then I think that that's like some freedom. And I think that question, and this is the thing, I think that question, corporate America and like people in corporate, I don't know if they, I, I want to hope that they really mean it. Like, because like when you in those peer reviews or whatever, or those uh, reviews from your superiors, they always tell you, like, what we're talking about here doesn't affect your job, this, that, and the third. Like, we just really want to know more about you. I hope they're sincere with that. And I hope that people start, like, holding them accountable for that. So, like, you ask me this, I should be able to tell you this, and I, I'm hoping that it's not going to affect my career here. And that's why I say, that's why I, say I think people got to really be cognizant of their organization and their culture. Right. Because right. the organization yeah. might just not yeah. be on that shit. Because somebody might ask you that. Yeah. But, and, they but they really don't want the answer. Is you know, that right? They're required to ask you that, maybe. Exactly. You, know, you know, so like you got to really know that you just have to know. Like, well, real quick, just not like I say, not to stick on this subject. I'm gonna ask you this, and then we gonna move on and get out of here because we've been on for like nine hours. But uh, like, just ask you that, like being in a corporate setting, though. Like, how often have you been in a setting where either you were the superior or your superior, and that question was asked, and like. Have you been in a, any situation in that corporate setting where you really felt like they were just asking because they had to? You yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I hate to say this, but probably about about half the time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, it's because you know I've I've been asked that question before, and you know I, I think early in my career I gave the can answer, like you yeah. know I'm. I'm in a position I want right now. I just want to learn how to do this position, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Oh, you know, the, as I got older and I realized, like, that ultimately self-defeating. 
Yeah. Like, you know, again, if you know, you got to try to better yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, again, you have to know your organization and then know the culture of your organization. But yeah, I've got to points where, like, this is what I want to do. And I had a couple, you know, of, of my, my managers that, that kept it real with me. Like, uh, I don't know if that's really possible, you know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Okay, at least I respect that. Yeah. And I had some that'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you never hear about it again. You never hear right? about it. Yeah. You know, they were just going through yeah, the Yeah, just going through the motions. Yeah, checking the boxes and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it can be self-defeating. Um, just it's right, one what, of those things, man. What, what, what one last question, though. Then we go, we go, we go get out of here. But just on that aspect, though, when when you in a, when when you in one of those reviews, I think we talked about this before mm -hmm. um, about black people being in certain positions. Like, do you do you expect like do you expect them to move away from that norm? Do you expect them not to be box checkers? Like because if they are, if they are a black person like your immediate uh, you know report or something like that, like do you expect them to like? Do you feel more comfortable relaying that information in expectation that they really go follow through with it because they black? This kind of getting back on the same subject about um, like kind of your expectations of other black people or like even giving them a pass. I'm like, do you expect them to? To be the ones to like kind of get that emotion just because they black. I mean, intrinsically, yeah, I think we all do because you know you, you see someone who looks like you, you want them to succeed, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, 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 yeah, the truth is this, right? And this might sound kind of kind of messed up, but um, I don't. At first, I don't have any expectation, mm -hmm. right? And, and I say that because yeah, we, we're having our first discussion, maybe maybe for in a second, whatever it is. I want to give you some action items first, and I want to see how you follow through on those action items, yeah. right? Then I, I kind of can temper my expectation, right? You know what I mean? Like, okay, this he really going to go above and beyond, you know, or she's really going to go above and beyond, or, you know, they may not, or whatever. Okay, so they're not coming in with no expectation right. at first. You know, okay. so <clears throat> always, you know, so we, we, we have this thing on my team that we call seek to understand, right? So when someone tells me, you know, reason why they did something, whether I agree or not, I try to seek to understand. Right, right? Exactly. You know? okay. So we had that conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, like sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's not. You know, yeah. um, but I think that all helps lead to those expectations, right? It's right. just wh wh whether you black or not, I'm not unless you like, you know, related to me or something like that, whatever. <laughs> you know, like I'm not really going to have any expectations for you because you haven't shown me anything yet. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're capable of. Gotcha. Now, if that's someone that I've kind of had a relationship with, and maybe I've been working for this person for a while, yeah, I think there is a certain level of expectations what I have. Then what my duty is to do is communicate that to that person. Like this is this is the roadmap I see for you. You know right. what I mean? This is what I, I see you at. This is what I already right. know about you. Now, what, do you see the same thing? What do you see differently? Let's talk about that, right? Because yeah. this this is how you develop a plan. You know, because yeah. ultimately that person is going to have to commit to it, and no one's going to commit to something that was. Made for, for made them. just for them, you know. Yeah. But they don't really believe in it, you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. Now, it's something like they came up with, they crafted, they, it, then yeah, they had that belief in it. So you and, expect that? Yeah. Problem. So I expect. Yeah, and exactly. then you have the situations where, even though they did make it, they crafted it, or whatever. There's no follow through, right? <laughs> right. So then, like, okay, yeah, I gave you a chance. You know, if you're on my team, it's still my responsibility to try to develop you. Yeah. If I've reached a certain point where I, I, I've decided that, like, hey, I can't develop you anymore, right? Like, that's a tough, that's a tough, difficult conversation <laughs> yeah, we need right. to have, right? Right, we gotta have like, Yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna have to put you on the plan, and this is why. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. But it should, it should never be like, again. It should never be a surprise, right? Yeah. We should all 
broad discussions, you know, should include these things up to that point. So I think we go back to the point where we're talking about, you know, black folks should be doing this and they should be doing that, whatnot. And like some of them is just they they, they don't they it's haven't had that conversation. They don't know what they, they don't do. Know, they don't know how to move. You know, and it's just not like so your expectations set up, even though you didn't. You know that well. You didn't know that that person yeah. not really capable. Yeah, and, I and, and some people, like you said, some people don't have the edu- or not not the education. I'm gonna say some people don't have the knowledge, right? Yeah. And um, that, that that that's a whole nother ball game, man. Because yeah. like. Knowledge is, is, is a powerful thing, man. When someone knows how to move and navigate those those roads and, and those turns and twists and whatnot, that that gives you a little added amount of confidence, you know. Yeah. And, and you typically, when you're really confident, you typically perform better. You know that's what I mean? True. When you're not confident, and that's when you, you, you know, perform yeah, like you're not confident. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that even equates to sports. Yeah. And just and just thinking of just thinking <laughs> about that though, like for real, just looking at. That that whole expectation thing. I think that's that's not just a business thing. That's relationship wise. That's everything. On a personal level, expectations is a powerful thing. Right. And I I think what you said is is true. Like if you come into any situation, like any foreign situation, um, and what I mean by foreign is basically anything that you have, you you don't have a previous relationship with, and you come in with expectations. It's always that is that opportunity to get your feelings hurt. Like expectations will not be met. Because you didn't set these expectations up with no prior experience, right? Yeah. So like, how do you do that? So I think that's a whole another thing, and that might be, that might just uh, you know go ahead and close all this out. That might be kind of where we at with with like with, with black with other black people. Like we give people a pass with no previous experience of them on the basis of them being black, and unfortunately, and this is another this is a tough conversation. Like yeah. with people not performing. It's a tough conversation that you gotta have, yeah. like, and and it, and unfortunately, it has to be, and I will say, it needs to be uh, received in a manner, uh, as long as it's not coming from a place of malice. You, you know, I, I got one one more story to tell. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna wrap it up, right? So, it, uh, I think it's pretty interesting about about you know, uh, kind of kind of what you said, like even in sports and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think about one situation when I was coaching college ball, okay. and I had this kid, good football player, but he wasn't a starter. Mm-hmm. Thought he should be a starter, you know, and he had, he had the, one of those dads that thought he should be starting too, oh. right? And, you know, oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, first of all, this kid is in college. This isn't right. this isn't high school or whatever. You know, this, this is college, right? This ain't pal. Yeah, you know, this, he should be taking care of his own business, but. Uh, anyway, that's besides the point. Um, whole other yeah, whole other story, right? So, got to a point where you know this player approached me. He's like, "Coach, me, you know, I need to. I should be starting. I'm better than the guy in front of me." I was like, "Oh, okay. Like, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. You know, tell me why you think you should be starting and whatnot." And they went down a little, you know, list of you know reasons or whatever. And I was like, "Well." Ultimately, you know, we can just look at the tape, like, cause you know, the eye in the sky don't lie, right? Eye in the sky don't lie, bro. Don't lie. <laughs> don't lie bro. So we sat there for like the next two hours, and we, we looked at game tape. Like, obviously, like you know, this person, like he was playing a little bit, but he wasn't starting. He's probably getting anywhere fifteen to twenty snaps a game, right? What's okay. a significant so amount? You can get some production out of fifteen right. to twenty snaps, sure. you know. Um, Especially on defense. Yeah, and, and and not to mention the guy ahead of him was the defensive player of the, uh, of the conference, you That's know. Tough. So yeah, you know That's what I mean. Tough, yeah. So um, tough. yeah, so. It, like I said, not to say this, this gentleman wasn't good, but like I sat down, we looked at tape, you know, we just kept it real objective, like real man to man or whatnot, and it was just like, this is why you're not starting, you know? And like he wasn't happy with it, but like he, he understood at that point, you know? 
he was out. So at that point, you got to make a decision. Yeah. So what so do you like, do yeah, to get exactly. to exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and obviously, you know, he didn't get the starting spot because, you know, the guy ahead of him was a motherfucking just baller. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had NFL scouts come to look at him and stuff, you know, so yeah. But, um, and I'm not saying that just to bash that player of his father, but like, so many things get skewed and out of place just because, again, we get back to that, that expectation thing, right? It's just, and, and I guess with him, I was impressed with him from this. Like, when he finally got that place at the table to sit down and talk to me about why, he was ready. He was ready. Yeah, he was ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, again, the eye in the sky don't lie. So, you know, we went back to the tape. But he was ready. You got to salute that, though. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And see, that, and that's the person I'm talking about. That's the mm-hmm. person with the initiative. Yeah. Like, you can have those expectations then because, like, at the end of the day, like, he wanted to start. He had his reason to why he thought he seen your reasoning and y'all came to a medium to – so then at that point, he had to decide what he needed yeah. to do mm-hmm. to get the end. And ultimately, he stayed and finished out his career. Yeah. You know, he didn't become a starter, but, you know, he played. Had a yeah. decent career. You know, whatever. Exactly. And, and that's and, – and that's, I think those are the conversations, sports-wise, business-wise, everything, uh, just even relational. I think those are conversations that need to be had because a lot of people – have their expectations, and then it's your expectation, and then it's the reality. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's those three things. And, and My coaches, expectation is. And, you know, and coaches are a little bit, little bit more authoritarian, right? You know, yeah. I said this, so, you know, it, so it's changing. It you know, it, it's not so much like that anymore, but, like, yeah. it, it definitely was that, right? I said this, so that's what it is, which, which is not always the right route, route to go either, you know? Right. Hell, no. That's interesting. I, and what's funny, though, is that, like, um, and I don't want to, really, I do want to put all three of these together. Because that's just the way the world. Sports work kind of the same way. Business work kind of the same way. Illegal, illegal criminal organizations work. Like all of this shit kind of, it's all organizational. Like either whether you look at sports. That's why, that's why a good leader is a good leader no matter what, what organization. No matter what you, it is you know, that you if, if you're a good leader, you're a good leader. You if know, you leave a legal or illegal. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> a team or a business. Yeah. Like, yeah, leadership is leadership and that organization is organization. I think that when you get to a point where you understand that and you're able to bring your expectations to the table, the expectations of the person that, that you're, that relationship is with, like I said, whether that's sports, business, or, or otherwise, uh, once you bring both of those expectations together and then the, the eye in the sky don't lie, once you bring in that third, that third, like, reality, mm-hmm, and, reality and, yeah. at that point, you got to mix all those together and then come up with an action plan. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you might, your expectations might be wrong, or the person that you in the partnership might might be wrong. But then once you mix that in with reality, then we all see what's really going on, mm-hmm. and then you got to make a decision at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, am I go do what I need to do to get in this position, or am I just go keep crying about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's one way or the other. Or if I'm happy where I'm at and I'm just cool, you know, whatever. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And that's cool. And oh, that's one thing. And I swear we're getting ready to get out of here now. But <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing though that. I think a lot of people, it, again, it's your perception of success mm-hmm. because a lot of things that you do, it may not be successful in somebody else's eyes. But like, if that's your if, if that's your interpretation of success, then by all means, ride that shit out. No matter what somebody talking about, like you might have a person who, let's just say, I think we was talking about cleaning companies earlier about mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, right? So what if you got the person who comes to work every day and, and is the cleaner, but he's not the person who operates the cleaners. 
maybe he don't want to be in control of the, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He's content with being the best cleaner that you got, and that's fine, dog. Like, I the think world people, needs cleaners, man. You know, bro. I think people, and I think we finding that out now. Like, <laughs> like some of these jobs that people swear they didn't want, yeah. they the only ones working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Like you gotta start really interpreting like what your what you define as success, and not and not like blurring your interpretation because of what other people think. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in the social media, man, and the internet has made that a little worse because you start equating everything that you desire off of everybody else's desire. <laughs> and social media has made that worse. I can't lie. But like as black people, though, I think that we gotta encourage all. I think we we have a we have a like a, a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like we have to. It's, it's essential that that we hold a different. And I know we probably shouldn't, but we have to hold like our people accountable more than because nobody else is going to hold us accountable like we hold ourselves accountable. But at the same time, we can't we can't like diss people for what their idea of success is, though. So like if like we said earlier, you saying that. Cause I, I know I, I, I've said it before, but like you should use this extra money to do X, Y, and Z. If that's not their path, then that's fine. Like that's fine. But I am gonna tell you, like this is what I would do. I think that you said that before. Like this is how I would handle things. I think if you start approaching people with that, maybe they'll feel less attacked, and then they'll figure out their own lane. Mm-hmm. But I think with us, especially black people, we we love telling people what to do. Now. We do, cause like. Again, I said this earlier, I think we have a sense of urgency. It's like we, we really got to get to the point, like hurry up, do this, do that. But at the end of the day, we looking from our own perspective. Everybody's perspective is not the same. So we got to be able to just deal with whatever it is that person wants. Like, so, for instance, if this is us, and I'm saying, like, well, I feel like everybody should write books. And you like, nigga, I read books, but I ain't trying to write no book. So, like, how I'm going to downplay your shit because you don't want to write? Like, that don't make sense. But I think we get to a point where we always so that we try so hard to get our voices heard that I think that we sometimes just forget about everybody else. Like because we're trying to get our point across, which gets us back to that same conversation we were having before, when people have discussions, not to educate each other, but just to prove that they're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we never gonna get past that. But all right, though, we didn't talk enough today, man, because it's like a two-hour show. So we gonna end it on that, man. We ain't gonna talk no further. But we are going to uh, kind of get into um, a, a conversation that we kind of touched on in this in this one, and that was about what happened in Michigan. I don't know if it happened in other places, but I know it happened at, at our uh, at our state capitol where it was a bunch of armed uh, white people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, at on the capitol or inside the capitol. Inside actually. the capitol building, yeah. And we're just looking at the narrative of how that's so much different from when the Black Panthers did it. You know, back in the '60s and '70s, well, '60s rather, uh, rather. But um, like we or '70s rather, the early '70s. But about how they did it uh, then, and just how that narrative was completely different. Um, we go to touch it. We we touched on that a little bit today, but we go get into it next week. I think that's what we go essentially talk about. And that's just going to be the, the perception of, like, the things that we do that are so similar to what our counterparts do, but our narrative is completely different. So that's what we're going to talk about next week, though. We're going to talk about changing the narrative, right? So let's make sure you tune in for that. Uh, we haven't decided exactly what uh, liquor we're going to use next week, but that is going to be the topic, though. Changing the narrative uh, for black people. That's what we're going to talk about next week. But um, just to recap and go out on today's note, 
uh, speaking on the Crown Royal, um, it is it, it's it's good. Like, and I ain't gonna lie, even though it's forty percent, for some reason it's uh, it's very effective. <laughs> I think that's why the show is two hours today. But uh, it's very effective. It's very smooth. Uh, it's not a it's not a bold taste. So it's like as far as taste goes, I would actually suggest uh, the uh, Crown Royal Black as far as taste goes. Um, if you wanted to have it for a personal collection, I would probably say that like you whip it out every now and then because it's a beautiful bottle like it's very well crafted um and it's uh xr which means it's uh, extra rare which means it's uh not readily available all the time so like to have it in your collection i think it's dope um an everyday sipper or like the kind of thing that you drink often i i probably wouldn't i wouldn't suggest it but uh bo what you say bro? it's okay um i don't think it's worth 120 $130 price point. Um, <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but, you know, some people collect liquor and whatnot. And like, yeah, if you want it for your collection, okay, okay, that's cool. But like, if you're really worried about taste and that type of stuff, there's, as far as whiskey goes, like, I, I definitely buy, buy a bottle of, you know, Uncle Nearest, you know, before right. I bought a $120 bottle uh, of X, XR. And not to say, again, not to say that's bad. It's okay. Yeah, it's bad. Taste is good. It's not too bold. It's, it's got a heavy, like, oaky, uh, kind of vanilla taste, you know, or a vanilla at the nose, really, you know, kind of an oaky finish, really. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, 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 it's okay. Uh, right, okay. If I had to give it a grade, it'd be like that solid. B minus C plus. I was, yeah, I was gonna say the C. That boy okay. average. <laughs> that boy average. <laughs> Yo, on that note, man, we gonna finish sipping on this average crowd roll XR, man. No this, man. I'm just saying, like in real life. I much rather buy the regular 26 bottle of Crown than that. Yes. How about that? Honestly, yeah, for sure. I would definitely go with the regular Crown or like for me, I like the Crown Royal Black. Um, but yeah, so definitely, uh, if you haven't tried it, I do suggest, like, if you collect whiskeys, if you collect bourbons, then I think. This is a nice one to have in your collection just to kind of have it. But, like, as far as taste-wise and, like, really just sitting down having a drink, um, not so much. So this is, like, an occasion type of drink, I believe. Yeah. But uh, on that note, man, we chopped it up for, like, a long time this time. So I hope you all enjoyed it. You got a lot of editing to do. Yeah, I got a lot of editing to do. <laughs> but I hope you all enjoyed it. Don't forget, man, when you log on to eblockradio.com that you hit that subscribe button so that you get a notification every time we go live, man. Make sure that you do tune in next week. And every week at Wednesday at 7 p.m. as we will be streaming these live every Wednesday. And don't forget, man, if you got some ideas on any kind of whiskey or bourbon that we need to explore, make sure that you do comment below, all right, and comment. And we will read those comments as well as uh, take some of those suggestions. So uh, make sure you hit us up. And, uh, again, shout out to the Black Bourbon Society, too, who actually plays our YouTube videos on their Facebook page. So shout out to y'all and all the, all the members. Uh, and I'm proud to be a member. But uh, on the way out, any uh, last-minute words, Bo? Yeah, definitely shout out to Black Bourbon Society. Um, sure. I know we may be a little more rough around the edges than some of y'all. <laughs> but, you know, you know, just two normal dudes up here talking about some bourbon and some whiskey. For sure. Um, just a couple last words, man. Just have those conversations and, and, and just, just pass it forward and just pay it forward. Uh, you never know when... You know, it might be a very little thing to you and a huge thing to somebody else. You know, you never know. Just take five, ten minutes, you know, out of your day or whatnot and yeah. send somebody a note and just check in on somebody or yeah. give them some tips or whatever it yeah. is, you know. Little gestures go a long way. Yeah. yeah, I think we said that earlier, just give them some game, though. I think that's very important at this day and age. Like you said, no matter how little you think it is, it could be big game for somebody else. So definitely need to share that. Yeah. 
For sure, man. All right, so look, I enjoy everybody checking us out, man. Again, make sure that you do subscribe, and we will be back next week. But till then, you already know what it is, man. Beers, bourbon, whiskey. Everybody loves BBW. <laughs> My man Bo in the building. I say, shout out to Bro Brothers. For sure, man. And it's your boy Q Lewis holding it down live. From the point 205, man. Peace out, y'all. You got anything in your, in your glass? We I got a little bit. I got a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> Peace out. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.